0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Aging Younger Radio, the podcast that's all about disease prevention using natural health alternatives. If you're searching for natural solutions to staying fit and healthy, you've tuned into the right place. Your hosts are David and Stephanie Tippy, two naturopaths with the advice and recommendations you need to steer clear of the modern medical mess created by Big Pharma. Today more than ever, health is wealth, and on Aging Younger Radio, you'll get the tools and info you need to be the wealthiest person in town. So if having younger skin, a healthier heart, a stronger immune system, and more are what you desire, stick around. And now give a warm welcome to David and Stephanie.
0: Welcome to Aging Younger Radio. This is Stephanie Tippy. David and I broadcast live from our clinic in Lauder Hill, Florida. We can be reached at 954-742-4430. You can find us online at agingyounger.net. And we would like to thank all of the participants who came out to see us at the Wellness Gala. It was an incredibly successful event, and we thank you for your participation and your eagerness to empower yourselves on the journey to natural health.
2: Yes, welcome to the Aging Younger Show. I'm David Tippy. We're going to start today by... What does overweight mean? Normally today, it could mean overweight from National Institutes of Health change what it means to be overweight, defining it as body mass index of 25 or greater for adults. The cutoff had been 28 for men and 27 for women, so suddenly about 29 million Americans who had been considered normal became overweight even though they hadn't gained an ounce. What is the real meaning of the basal, uh, uh, the body mass index and to note its potential drawbacks, labeling some healthy people as overweight or obese who are not overly fat and failing to distinguish between dangerous and uh, nauseous uh, distributions of body fat. Now, many people with BMI levels at the low end of normal are less healthy than those now considered overweight. and Some people who are overly fat, according to the BMI, which is the body mass index, with proper lifestyle can be just as healthy as those considered to be of normal weight. The overall body weight is not as important as to how much body fat you have as compared to muscle. Muscle metabolizes and fat does not. We can measure the BMI with the high-tech machine that attaches to hand and feet and all of that by understanding the BMI is more likely to lose weight correctly. Just to make a scale go down is not your intention or it shouldn't be. Muscle weighs more than fat by volume and a great many of the so-called diet programs make you lose muscle quickly to ensure your overall weight will decrease and you won't return it to get your money back. Using a tape measure is more productive in weight loss than using a scale. When you eat the right things, drink the right type of water and amount of water, as well as to exercise regularly to oxygenate and create the cell Killer cells in the body, meaning the ones that destroy the unhealthy cells, fat weight will decrease, and that will mean your body will measure to be smaller in those high-fat
0: areas. However, if you were simply using the scale to determine if what you were doing was correct, oftentimes the increase in muscle and decrease in fat Would have little effect on the overall weight For, as David just said, muscle weighs more than fat And you would be disappointed Until you measured your body to compare to the original measurements Makes sense, doesn't it? The goal of many bodybuilders is to gain muscle And to lose the fat simultaneously Unfortunately, for most who have been training for any amount of time, training with this goal in mind is typically a surefire way to stand in one place, spinning your wheels for months, if not years on end. It is often noted that bodybuilders tend to be extremists, whether this is just a natural personality tendency among them or it is a result of the habits chosen to induce noticeable and lasting physical changes in their physique, it rings true for a large majority. Even when people taking training out of the equation, what other group of people or athletes put themselves through the dietary rigors of a bodybuilder? You eat enough to feed a small country while on a bulking phase, yet you turn around and barely subside on enough calories to feed a bird while on the cutting phase.
2: Anyone who's ever truly been on a real bulking phase or a cutting phase will know exactly what extremes we're referring to. In order to gain muscle, the body needs the right type of food, and lots of it, Coupled with the reduction of all extraneous activities in order to shed fat after building this muscle, the body needs much fewer calories and lots more tedious cardiovascular type exercise. To try and embank on a mutual compromise between bulking and cutting typically brings compromising results in either direction. However, with our wellness, science information, and understanding on how the various systems of the body function, we can better understand and apply correct exercise and nutritional timing to better enable us to achieve the goal of increasing muscle mass and losing fat simultaneously. Weight training requires that you do not destroy muscle. so. You must give the muscle time to rebuild once you work those muscles out. Not doing this by going to the gym on a daily basis is the greatest mistake that most people make when attempting bodybuilding. A good workout on any certain part of the body will need at least three to four days to rebuild. Remember that weightlifting breaks the muscle down and that is when the body begins the rebuilding process when you consume the correct nutrients and water. body must be given time for the rebuilding process which will rebuild stronger muscles each time or you will be defeating the purpose of the workout by breaking the muscles down
0: again and again. We take advantage of the body's hormonal state as it pertains to day-to-day circadian rhythms, as well as exercise and nutrient timing. Never does fat loss require underfeeding. Basically, you will be in a fat-burning mode the majority of the time. Eating the foods that contain the highest amount of amino acids uh, it is quite vital. Taking our rejuvenous calcium doesn't actually burn fat, but research has proved that those people on a diet who include some fresh, real dairy products normally not found in your typical grocery store uh, in their diet do lose weight faster than those who do not. A calcium tablet will act similarly. Because taking a calcium tablet daily for everyone is helpful, and especially when you are preparing the body for fat loss. Because you may inadvertently be taking insufficient calcium, which could lead to osteoporosis later in life. Please do drink lots of the correct water and not the water from plastic bottles, but the water that you can make from our aging younger water ionizer. Your body cannot metabolize fat without water support, and it helps to keep you feeling full and improves your skin as well as your digestion. Ignore at your peril something that's known as vitamin K2. Now, in past shows, we have discussed. We have discussed fat-soluble vitamins, D, A, K, and E. Put simply, fat-soluble vitamins need to be taken with fat foods, and we can help you with choice if you contact us. And to contact us is very simple by picking up a phone and dialing 954-742-4430 or contacting us via our webpage, agingyounger.net. Now, the ill-advised popularization of low-fat diets over the last 30 years may have caused more harm than benefit, and it's so unfortunate. We emphasize the need for our rejuvenous krill oil, omega-3 gel caps, with the long-chain fatty acids, as well as our vitamin D3 and CoQ10. Deficiencies of these important vitamins may be one of the reasons why the true human cost is thousands of premature deaths.
2: Vitamin K, specifically K2, research is decades behind all of the work done on the others, especially vitamin D and E. Also, vitamin E and K interact. Over a thousand IUs of vitamin E interferes with function of vitamin K more is not better. It is commonly thought that vitamin K is involved in clotting and found in leafy green vegetables. that is K1. Now vitamin K2 on the other hand is found in certain cheeses, egg yolks and certain types of vitamin-rich, Uh, sauerkraut, as well as other foods. K2 helps prevent heart disease, supports bone health, and may help prevent dementia. Plus, it has a powerful effect on calcium. Placing calcium in the body is vital, and taking our rejuvenous CalMag daily will be helpful. CalMag meaning that calcium contains magnesium, which is vital for the calcium to reach all of the vital receptor sites throughout the body. The way we explain vitamins to our clients is such as our rejuvenous brand, vitamin D, helps you absorb calcium, while vitamin K2 tells your body where to put it. And the magnesium is the taxi cab that delivers it, which might be into the bones where it is vital and certainly not the delicate inner linings of the blood vessels that serve the heart. Calcified plaque buildup in arteries lead to heart attacks. So it looks like eggs, cheese, and farm-raised cows and goats' butter, not processed, by the way, may be part of a heart-healthy diet, contrary to popular media dogma. In fact, it looks like the good saturated fat never had much to do with
0: causing heart disease after all. The old media published, saturated fat causes heart disease belief, looks more like a loose extrapolation from the fact that saturated fats increase cholesterol levels instead of firm scientific proof that they would directly cause heart disease. There's a well-publicized study that came out of Holland, the Rotterdam Heart Study. And it showed uh, peop- that people eating lots of Edom and Gouda cheese had higher levels of vitamin K and, guess what, folks, less artery calcification, K2. Hi- K-2. Higher levels of K2 are also associated with lower risk of prostate cancer. K2 keeps calcium out of the brain And K2 with calcium may also help prevent Alzheimer's disease. Now, there is a clear pattern here. Too much calcium in the wrong places with poor nutritional choices, it can cause trouble. Calcium in the right places, for i.e., the example being the bone, is a good thing. In fact, vital for life itself. Vitamin K2 appears to make sure that calcium goes into the right places in the right amounts, as was uh, discussed uh, early in the show. Although bacteria in the human gut can make vitamin K2, many people's guts have been so trashed by multiple doses of antibiotics, not just from nasty vaccinations, but from meat that had that had been vaccinated, as well as the real bad stuff, known as processed foods, as well as physical and emotional stress. The conversion about today's health issues becomes very difficult. On the other hand, our rejuvenous brand, Probiotics Ultra, which contained the prebiotics as well, help to reestablish a healthy gut bacteria that will support the gut's synthesis of K2. 10 to 15% of K1 that comes from leafy green vegetables is converted into K2. But it appears that humans can absorb no more than 200 micrograms of K1 from all sources in a day. So we can't count on meeting all of the K2 needs from fresh green veggies unless we eat them or drink them made uh, drink juices made from them daily. Now also K1 itself is a be- is better absorbed when eaten along with non-processed dairy fat.
2: That basically leaves fermented foods like sauerkraut and grass pasture-fed animal food sources of cheese, egg, yolks, butter, and liver as our additional sources of K2. The body does not store large quantities of vitamin K, so you need to obtain it on a regular basis through your diet choices. Sauerkraut is made from cabbage that has been thinly sliced and allowed to ferment. Uh, Lactic acid forms as sugars in the cabbage ferment, giving sauerkraut its distinctive tangy flavor. Now, sauerkraut can be made at home by shredding or slicing in tiny bits of cabbage, but uh, putting it into glass containers or stone crock pot and Mixing about three tablespoons uh, of pure sea salt, not the table salt, in which each five pounds of cabbage, according to the Dakota State University, to North Dakota State University, pack the cabbage and salt mixture firmly into a container until the salt pulls juices from the cabbage. Use a plate at the top to weight down the cabbage and keep it under the fluid brine. Cover the container and let it sit at room temperature for three to six weeks. Now, how not to eat sauerkraut would be while sauerkraut sales increased after the study showed that it even cured cancer, most of the brands on the market are pasteurized and contain vinegar and table salt, all of which are not the type of sauerkraut that studies were referring to. With these commercially prepared sauerkrauts that are found on grocery store shelves, the pasteurization, meaning the heating, destroys precious enzymes. Furthermore, the added heating pasteurization Refining depletes minerals, processing, and table salt used by commercial sauerkraut manufacturers further
0: eliminates
2: the health benefits.
0: Sauerkraut is a good source of antioxidants. One cup will deliver 35% of the daily value of C, 12% of iron, and 11% of manganese. Vitamin C, as we all know, is a powerful antioxidant and is also needed for collagen, blood vessels, and neurotransmitters. We suggest to all of our clients to take our rejuvenous alpha-lipoic acid on a daily basis, knowing that all may not be able to make the the sauerkraut, and our rejuvenous alpha-lipoic acid is a dietary supplement to support glucose metabolism and protection against free radicals. In addition to the sauerkraut's role carrying oxygen in the blood, iron contained in it functions as an antioxidant protecting the cells from the accumulation of hydrogen peroxide. Manganese in the sauerkraut is a trace element That serves as the principal antioxidant enzyme in the mitochondria, which contributes to the formation of collagen and is used in the metabolism of complex carbohydrates, proteins, and cholesterol. A study from the University of New Mexico stated that sauerkraut, when traditionally fermented, like David explained, may reduce the risk of breast cancer by up to 74%.
2: Plenty of leafy green vegetables eaten with extra virgin olive oil or raw butter from farm-raised cows or goats is also a great thing. A few ounces of cheese most days with lacto-fermented sauerkraut as a condiment a a few eggs a week and you are probably getting enough K2, the roughly 37 micrograms a day suggested by the Rotterdam Heart Study. Whatever the case, be sure to get your K2. The natural foods diet is really into making sure you have sources for the fat-soluble vitamins in your diet. Vitamins are what so many times are missing from the processed food diet. Vitamins include A, D, C, E, and K, and calcium. Most people also know that the major source of the K vitamin is green leafy vegetables, such as the spinach and the Swiss chard. Now since the 1980s studies have shown a correlation between vitamin K intake and the risk of bone fractures, More recently, studies have begun to correlate vitamin K intake with other diseases and conditions. Now, as far as bone density is concerned, it is known that calcium is incorporated into the protein uh, Martrex of the bone by the activated osteocalc. Now, osteocalcin is activated through a carboxylation process that is catalyzed by vitamin K. Studies have shown that people with the highest percentage of inactivated osteocalcin have a five times higher hip fracture rate than those with activated osteocalcin. It has also been shown that vitamin K2, which is different from K1, is much more effective than K1 for uh, activating those osteocalcin levels. Now, vitamin K2 then is sort of the new guy on the block.
0: Exciting initial research is showing vitamin K2 may have a large influence on many of the body functions. Japanese studies have already shown that high levels of this vitamin K2 can reverse osteoporosis with no side effects. Now, does this sound like a safer and saner treatment as opposed to drugs like Fosamex that actually kill the osteoclast cells in the bones? Other side effects of these drugs include damage to the esophagus, depth of the jawbone, and can increase bone fragility with spontaneous femur fractures. There is evidence linking persons and animals deficient in vitamin K2 to abnormal calcification of soft tissues, such as the arteries, and vitamin K activates matrix. Uh, a GLA protein, which is, or the GLA protein, which is a major inhibitor of arterial calcification. A large clinical trial that was done in Europe showed that low vitamin K intake has strongly associated with the risk uh, of developing coronary artery disease and higher blood, ves- uh, blood levels, which or significantly related to reduced mortality. Studies in animals have shown that adding vitamin K2 to the diet can completely prevent calcification of the arteries in certain animal models. Vitamin K2 may be the reason for the French paradox, you know, the fact that French people have low rates of coronary artery disease. Despite having a high fat diet, that which includes natural butter and cheese, that remember contains K two, and which they consume through the natural butter and cheese. So now you can stop the guzzling
2: all of the red wine. It's doing you no good. Calcium uh, deposits in the artery wall may also affect blood pressure and deficiency of the vitamin K2 may be involved in the elevation of blood pressure, as earlier mentioned. Research has also shown that vitamin K2 uh, catalyzes an enzyme that produces sulfatides in the brain, that decreased sulfatides have been associated with aging of the brain and Alzheimer's disease. Another possible area of the K2 deficiency may be important is the potential cause of kidney stones, again related to calcium metabolism of calcium oxalate. It could be that increasing vitamin K2 in the diet or along with the other supplements, CalMag, D3, CoQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, plus drinking the correct type and amount of water could prevent kidney stones. Recent studies show higher vitamin K2 levels reduce the risk of prostate cancer. Other studies have shown K2 to be associated with preventing varicose veins, reducing skin aging, and helping the growth of new cells. There are other evidence of K2 may have the important ramifications of immune function. It has also been noted that there are vitamin K2 receptors both In the mitochondria and the cell nucleus of many tissues. I get the feeling that we have only seen the tip of the iceberg as far as the K2 effects that may impact the risk for osteoporosis, cardiovascular disease, brain disease like Alzheimer's, immune dysfunction, kidney stones, and cancer.
0: Again, foods high in vitamin K2 are mostly the animal source foods including hard cheeses, butter from grass-fed cattle or goats. Not the factory farm processed butter in grocery stores, by the way. And then there are the organ meats from uh, the farm-raised egg yolks and curds. But remember, they should all be natural. So notice these foods are the ones most of our modern-day nutritionists will tell us to avoid. You might argue that your gut flora makes all the vitamin K2 that you need. Studies suggest that the K2 made by our gut flora is bound to the the bacterial cell wall and not bioavailable, not the best source of K2. Now, it is not that we are jumping on any bandwagon, However, the science is just finally catching up to the intelligent design from our Creator. All we have to do is eat the traditional foods from Mother Nature for humans and avoid modern food processing, exercise regularly, and drink the correct type and amount of alkaline water on a daily basis. Our time has come to an end. David and I thank you to all of our loyal listeners uh, for once again being there for us, making us uh, premier hosts here on um, Blog Talk Radio. We will be back next week. Until then, a healthy, aging, younger week, and God bless you all.
1: David and Stephanie truly hope you enjoyed today's podcast and learned a lot of excellent information about how to stay healthy naturally. Like the old adage says, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And with the information you've learned today, you can put prevention to work for you right now. By the way, if you want one-on-one help and advice from Stephanie and David, you can call them at 954-742-4430 or visit their website at www.agingyounger.net today. Thanks for joining us on Aging Younger Radio. Here's to your health naturally.